I'm Rodney. I'm Jamal. Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's Vince. And we are Under Destruction. This week, uh, we're going to dive into some uh, unexpected Hornets topics yeah. uh, from a uh, listener. Uh, we were asked the question, if the Hornets go into tank mode, will we still go to games and will we still watch it on TV? And how motivated will we be to even consume the team? Any thoughts? Okay, uh, well, you know, just to clarify for everybody that's uh, listening and watching, um, he asked if Kimball leaves uh, and the Hornets go into tank mode. So what's up, Mark? Here's my deal. If Kimball leaves, I don't think the Hornets will go into tank mode. I don't think they will go into tank mode. But to answer the question, which is would we still go to the games or not, you know, presumably if he leaves and they go into tank mode, I will still go to the games, simply because I've always preached the narrative that you go to the games because of the name on the front of the jersey and not the name on the back of the jersey. So if I don't go to a game, it's going to be my frustration that I've had, uh, you know, for the last two or three years since I've moved to Charlotte. It'll be because I don't want to deal with that traffic. I don't want to deal with. <laughs> I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with. You know, parking in this parking deck, and it's ten dollars of parking in this parking deck, and it's twenty dollars, or just looking for parking in general. And that would be my reason for not going to the games. But because Kimba leaves, no, nah, I'm not. Nah, that would have no play on me going to the games. The train is four dollars. <laughs> okay, okay. Now listen, now listen, now listen. You mentioned. I mean, it's, it's, it's right by your house. The train is four dollars. It's right, right by your house. But now. see, now here's, here's the deal. I'm, I am a proud masculine male, right? But I do have some other qualities. When I'm driving to the game or when I'm going downtown, like I'm doing things that that, that I can't bring with me on. Like I'm combing my beard. I'm picking my beard. Yeah, why can't you on the train? I'm not gonna because if, gonna mess with you. if I do that on the train, now I gotta take my pick to the game. And I don't want to have all that stuff with me. So, like, when I'm picking my beard out and then I got my mouthwash before I go, like, all that stuff stays in my mouth. When I'm brushing, no, it's not. That's why I get it. It's not. So, like, I be grooming and whatnot. And then, and then, like, let's say I don't eat. We all know that the food at the Spectrum Center is, like, $100 for, like, four Bojangles chicken strips or whatnot. So, like, I be, so if I get C rating, too. <laughs> so, if I get something to eat, I'm eating in my car. I'm not eating on the train. I mean, I mean, there's a place called the Epicenter with some wings, yeah, with wings and nachos and, and, and Mexican food and uh, Thai food. Yeah. I mean, well, look, I just want to say that that combing your beard took a weird turn. But anyway, I, um. hey, and, and it's like this for for all the fellows out there with legitimate beards. They completely understood where I come from. I'm gonna just leave it at that. All right, cool. Right. Um, <laughs> get back on track here. Right. I say this, man. I sat through seven and fifty nine. It don't get worse than that. Yeah. Uh, so, can't believe in... I, look, it, it's, it's funny coming from me because I, I mentioned this a lot. I'm a diehard UConn fan. I have followed Kimba Walker since he was a freshman in college up until this point. It's going to be, needless to say, it's going to be hard for me to see him leave. But like Vince alluded to, man, you go to games for the for the name on the front yeah. instead of the back of the jersey. And, again, I sat through 7 and 59. If I can sit through that, I can sit through anything. And as far as Hornets going into tank mode, I disagree with you slightly. The Hornets will have no choice to go into tank mode because that roster is not going to be sufficient enough to not tank. So, okay. by default, that team will go into tank mode. Okay, okay. so now, now, now by default, the team goes into tank mode because we lose our cornerstone piece, all that good stuff. But when I hear something like, do you think the Hornets will tank? 
what, what I receive from that is, do I think the Hornets will intentionally put themselves in a worse position than what they would be in with Kemba being in? Now, if they if they keep the same young core, right. I don't see that as tanking. If they get rid of some of those bad contracts, I don't see that as tanking. Now, if they start getting rid of Malima, if they get rid of Graham, if they get rid of, rid of Bacon and Bridges, mm -hmm. while they unload those, right. those bags, I would see that as tanking. Now, that's clearly that's tanking. Clearly tanking. I, don't, don't, look, man, those young guys, to me, are just, you don't, don't mess with them. And I don't think they do that. Right. I, I don't, don't think, think they, they will do that. that. So, I totally agree with that. Now, now Rodney, I know, I know the tank conversation is something that's real personal to you, so I'm going <laughs> I'm to let you get a little bit of shine in this, too. I, I know you're the moderator, but I'm going to try and bring you into this conversation. So what what do you think? What do you think? I think the Hornets would intentionally go into tank mode. Um, you you intentionally think they're gonna do away with Bridges, Monk, Bacon? No, I mean the greatest to, 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 player to, of all time. To me, playing Monk is tanking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, but um, oh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm being real with you. I'm being real with you. Playing Monk is tanking. I mean, he's a net negative on the floor, and then and then you, you would you would you would they would intentionally play Batum. They, they would they would oh, try, now, they they would attention play platoon to try to eke out any value they have of platoon. Now let me ask you this: I'm here. telling you, okay. that, that would happen. So if if Kimball leaves, how good or bad do you see this team wins wise? Wins. Uh, we finished the season at thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Yikes. 17 okay, wins. okay. So seventeen wins. So obviously we 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 ain't doing that. Right. Okay. So, do you do you agree, yes or no, that Malik Monk is a good player right now? No. Okay, so Malik's not a good player, and, and you see us winning 17, 18 games or whatnot. By playing Monk, because the season is a loss already, what if it's just him getting some experience and some growth and some development against legitimate NBA talent? I mean, it's – me personally, I, I, I was never a fan of Monk. I okay. mean, I, I'm, I'm – I hate to say I'm a part of the Monk Haters Club. I mean, I, I no, I, I couldn't. Tell. I would, I would, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, but but, but 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 honestly, as a Hornets fan, I want him to succeed. I just haven't seen enough for me to believe in him at this point. If, as soon as soon as Monk becomes a a forty five percent shooter, scoring 17, 18 points a game, I'm with my pom poms like our friend Shaq would say in, in the background. Go Malik, go Malik. But I mean, I have not seen any like real growth. Like mm -hmm. that, that's just like. I'm looking at Bridges play. I'm looking at Graham play. I'm looking at Bacon play. You obviously see the growth within those guys. Monk, I have not. He's the same player as he was when he first came in last year. Okay. I mean, that, that's. Just, I'm but just that, being honest. But that goes back to the previous conversation we even had last week, and you know, I, I've said it, man. Like he's got to show that he's put in work. He's got to get stronger. He's got to watch film. And I put a little, just a little bit of onus on coaching because. Barranco's got – it's not an easy job, but Barranco's got to – he has to coach Malik Monk up. It's reality. It shouldn't be that way, but that's it's, – it's where we're at. You know True. what I mean? True. Now, look, you can't – what's the saying? You can't lead a horse to water or something like that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It applies to Malik, Malik Monk, man. We, and this is why this particular season is so critical. Unless he gets traded at the draft, which, <laughs> well, you know. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Speaking of Malik Monk. The Hornets had a kind of had a framework of a deal around uh, the trade deadline, so they were basically at the finish line of the Marcus Saw deal, and everything fell through. And Adrian Rojanowski of ESPN reported that Kimba was a little bit perturbed that the trade didn't go through, and, and it kind of soured him on some things. 
do you guys say this is a, it's a true report? Because I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to believe Walter Nelson. Right. He's, he's the 30th franchise. Right. Right. Okay, uh, Jamal, with you being a, a Connecticut fan and yeah. all that good stuff, uh, I know Kimball's pretty near and dear to you for other reasons. So I'm gonna let you take this one first. Man, there's so much to this. Let, let's, for argument's sake, let's say it is true. Let's say Kimball was perturbed that this deal didn't go through. At what cost? Because if Memphis is talking about we want Bridges. We want Monk, even though we you have a very strong opinion about Monk. Do we mortgage any little bit of our future for 34-year-old Mark Gasol just to chase six seed at the highest? Gotcha. But you finish. You finish. You finish. Me, personally, I'm glad we didn't do the deal and for the long term. Now, for the short term, it's obvious it could have helped us. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, to me, man, it was just not worth chasing just temporary whatever, that six seed, to, just to mortgage any little bit of future that we had. I, okay. and, and I understand why Kimball would be perturbed because he is a competitor. He's thinking in now mode. I want to win now. As a basketball player, you're not thinking about the team's future so, I mean, does it make sense? It makes sense. It makes you know sense. what I mean? And, and, I, and I get it, but... And, and, and I'm going to add a little background. The framework reported in the deal was MKG, Biombo, and a protected first. Yeah. So you wasn't really even giving so up. Now, 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 here's the deal. Now, with, with Kimba being upset, I'm glad that he was upset that the deal fell through because it means that he cares. Yeah. And, and, and you would want someone who cares in, as opposed to someone who, who doesn't. But... Here, here's why I'm not going to beat up management for not making the deal. Too many people in this fan base want us to make a, a, a trade just for the sake of making a trade. And how many times have we made a trade that have been a bad trade and then we go and we crap on management for it? Right, right, and right. I'm all for Charlotte making a trade, but I don't want them to make a trade that will put them in a worse situation. Now... From my understanding, like you said, they were willing to give up MKG, they were willing to give up uh, Biz, and they were willing to give up a first-round uh, pick, a protected pick. But the two teams couldn't agree on the protection. Right. And because of that, I am not going to fault Charlotte for that because it's like it, it's it was it's the same problem that we actually had last season. A lot of us got upset at Charlotte because we didn't make a trade. Charlotte actually was in trade talks with a lot of teams. There are a lot of teams who want some of the assets that we have. But the problem is, in order for them to get those assets, they're asking of, of things that will that will hurt us more yeah. in the long run that, that will help us. Now, one more point, and I'll, I'll let you go, Jamal. Now, here's the deal. If you look at the the the, the Memphis Toronto trade, I think Toronto won that trade, and it's not even it's not even close. No. But what you got to understand is that when it comes to these teams, there's a hierarchy. Like all these owners, they have X amount of power in in the league. Mm-hmm. And with Charlotte being at the very bottom, Michael Jordan can't walk into an office and say, "Hey, I'm going to give you X Y Z, take it or leave it." 
Okay. Wait, 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 but I thought Michael Jordan. He's Michael Jordan. <laughs> he's Michael. He's, he's the. He's the, he's the how, what do you mean? Well, he well, power. Just, like, just like we learned last year, <laughs> we just missed the playoffs what? the seventh time but, in our season. But so. but but this is the greatest comparison. <laughs> you, you mean to tell me Michael can't wave a magic wand and get what he wants? It I doesn't thought, work. I want it to go now. I I I'm it. Michael Jordan. It, do it. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> but to get back to it. Uh, with Toronto being a perennial power mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, they have a lot more pull. They, yeah. uh, whoever the owner is, and and it's more prevalent in the NFL. But if you're a winning franchise, hey, look, we're not going to be hurt either way. So if you really want to get rid of Buddy, hey, take this and you know go on your merry way. We don't have that type of staying yeah. power. So once again, you know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but I'm glad they didn't make the deal because, especially now, another thing. We have crapped on, and I'm trying to stop cussing. We've crapped on Rich Cho for the last five years for making these bad deals. Yeah. When we brought in Cupcake last season, everybody loved it. Oh, he comes from a winning background. He was in LA for X amount of years. He made this trade. He brought Gasol in. Da 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 da. And Mitch, we trust. trust Guess Mitch. what? Guess what? Trust Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wasn't handling those trade negotiations. Mitch was. The same person who we were just praising less than a year ago was the same person handling the trade conversations with Mitch. So, so now, so now we're taking shots at Mitch. Oh, why, why are we not trusting Mitch? Well, let me speak to the to the particulars of, of that of the of that deal. Well, first of all, well, if, if you're not a part of the Hornets fan base, if you're not complaining, number one, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but those but but those details of that trade, MKG Biombo. Protected first round pick. Now, if it's MKG Biombo, you do that deal in a heartbeat. You don't even think about it. Now, that first round pick, this is just a personal belief. It's not a report. It's not anything I've read. I wholeheartedly believe Mitch Kupchak has some real solid plans with that first round pick this June because of our situation. Yeah. Because of our cap situation, because of our Kimba situation. There's a, I've said it. 50 million times, there is so much you can do when you offer a team that first-round pick. If we make that trade, if we make that Gasol trade then, come June, we are even more handicapped than we already are. Mitch Kupchak himself came on WFZ and said, sometimes the best trades are the ones you don't make. I 110% agree in this particular scenario. I know it may have upset Kimba, Hopefully it didn't upset him to the point where he was like, screw you guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case. But, again, man, you just don't handicap your future just by chasing a 60. Okay. And, and, again, I'm, I'm in addition to them not going through with the trade for the for the sake of the first-round draft pick, I'm glad we didn't we didn't give up all of that for a 34-year-old Marcus Hall. Granted, he is still able to contribute, mm-hmm. but he is 34 years old, and he has a lot of miles, a lot of miles on those legs. So, $25 million inspiring deal, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, if it's just MKG Biombo, again, you do that deal in a second. Yeah. You just don't. That first, I, I completely understand why Mitch just didn't want to part yeah. with that first-round pick. I do. Speaking of uh, this summer. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, our, our friend Vince posted something in, in our Hornets group uh, with Rick Barnell writing an article on Nick Batum, and uh, it was we received nasty replies. 
so then, so so so, I'm so shocked. Don't be shocked. <laughs> so, so that got us thinking. What does Nicholas Batum have to do to justify his contract in Charlotte, or is it possible? Okay, like I'm saying. Okay, you guys know I like to bring stats to to the conversation. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some stats right now throw and let, let you guys know. Okay, so I think I need a drink. Uh, yeah, we, we we all will need a drink after I post these stats right quick. Okay, oh, so uh, Nick Batum, who plays the two and the three, I went and looked up his stats this year. And even though the three is his natural position, mm-hmm. um, I looked, I, I did some stats on the other shooting guards, and I'll explain later uh, as to why I did so, okay? But I went to, I think, NBA.com, mm-hmm. and I looked at uh, all the stats from all the shooting guards here in, uh, well, in the league from the last year. Okay, when it comes to points per game, these are your top five averages, and I rounded these numbers to the nearest whole number. These okay. are your top five averages this year, okay? James Harden, who I really don't think should be classified as a shooting guard, but another conversation. James Harden averaged 36 points per game this season. Devin Booker, 27. Bradley Bill, 26. Donovan Mitchell, 24. And Zach Levine averaged 24 points a game. Nick Batum averaged nine points a game. Nick Batum, shooting guard, averaged nine points a game. Let me continue. Let's look at the assists, okay? Top five assist shooting guards, okay? Um, Drew Holiday averaged eight assists this season. Uh, James Harden tied him with eight as well. Devin Booker, seven. Bradley Bill, six. Lou Williams averaged five assists. Off the bench. Does Lou, Lou Williams come off the bench and average five assists this year? Nick Batum averaged three assists this season. Okay? I'm going to give you guys one more stat, okay? Rebounds. Is there, right? no, is there no beer around here? <laughs> These are your top five Liquor. rebounding uh, shooting guards in the league right now. Uh, but uh, it goes James Harden, Victor Oladipo, um, J- Jeremy Lamb, Brandon Ingram, and Buddy Hill. It goes from uh, seven to five, and then Nick Batum actually averaged five rebounds. So, so he's kind of there with the top shooting guards. And then JJ Reddick averaged eighteen points per game to Nick Batum's nine. JJ Reddick comes off the bench. JJ Reddick comes off the bench and averaged eighteen points. Her game this year. <laughs> now, I told you earlier that I went with shooting guard as opposed to small forward, and here's why. I went and looked at the top five scoring uh, small forwards this season, and here are the top five. I'm just going to give you the names. Mm-hmm. Paul George, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Kevin Durant, and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, we're, okay, now, now, even with that, Woo. Nick Batum, when it comes to small fours, was 28 on their list, points per game. I'm not even giving you guys numbers. So, to get to your question, what does Nick Batum have to do to justify his contract these last two seasons? He can't. There's no way. He can't. There's no way. His skill set will allow him to average a double-double. He can easily average 20, 20 points. I think 10 rebounds and, and, and 7 or 8 assists. But the way he chooses to play, I can never see him averaging any more than 15 points a game. And I don't think he can justify his contract. So I'm sorry to go all out left field and come back with that simple. No, but I don't think there's anything Nick Batum can do to justify their contract. Um, I'm going to counter the question with the question. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened to him. 
there look there are players that have we all know there are players who get big time contracts because they're they've they've had good seasons or at least during a specific time period of that season where they performed very well. Mm-hmm. We had another guy in this franchise who had a great playoff series against the Orlando Magic. His name was Tyrus Thomas, and we threw $40 million to him mm-hmm. because of one good playoff series. Nick Batum, that 48-win uh, season. I don't, don't have the numbers in front of me, but we saw Nick Batum that was a threat to have a triple-double every night. every night. What happened to that guy? I... I don't want to be. I don't want to say something as simple as he got paid and he quit, but it damn sure looks like he got paid and he got and he quit. Yeah. And I just want to know: is it something more specific than that? To answer the question, like Vince said, at this point, I I don't see it because at worst, man, I just I think there's baggage. Yeah. I think he's sitting pretty with his money. Mm -hmm. I don't think. You know, there's been so much thrown. He, I think he hears the frustration with yeah. management. He hears the frustration from the fans. He has received boos from the game. I think all of that is is affecting his play on the court. And I don't, I don't think he can come back from it. No. I'm coming at it from a different angle. I'm coming at it from a mental angle. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know where his drive is. At. And, and that that's. Ultimately, what I'm getting at. I don't know what is what, 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 what makes him go. What, what makes him Here's the crazy right. part. After that 48 win season, um, there what was. Do we have the Olympics after that year? I know there were the. Well, there there were some uh, world games. Yeah, the Olympics was the next summer. Okay. I think. And and, and when no, he, that, that summer. Yeah. It was that summer. And you remember in that summer that because I think you posted the article. He played when he played for France. I think he went scoreless, like two or three games. Yeah, and and here's the deal: because he was coming off of that triple double threat of a season every single night, he said, "Hey guys, don't worry about it. We're good. Charlotte, I am okay." Right, and he hasn't been. And he has not been okay. Do y'all know that? You know, there's like this meme that's that you'll see on social media that again. it's like a little stick figure with a stick and he's poking like an object he's like man please just do something <laughs> that's neat the tool it's just like man please just give us something man and we we had a similar situation with Boris D out here man I look man I'm, I'm not trying French. to call out Frenchman man but it, it's like it's like we it's like real fans see the talent that he's had. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this, this is not the Nick Batum we saw two seasons ago. Yeah. And, again, man, I hate to beat a dead horse, but because casual fans are going to say, how you how you give him all this money to begin with? Because he earned it. He earned it. Yeah. And there were other teams who were willing to offer more. Exactly. And, I, and I'm so tired of, of having to revisit that conversation. But I'm, I'm glad we're doing this podcast yeah. now so we can actually put stuff out on video. But for those of you that say that, you one, how, what, one thing that will always frustrate me is that you will get the same fans who will say, Jordan only cares about his money, and we can't get an all-star <laughs> because he's not willing to pay anyone. And, and then Nick Batum has his contract. But, but then we give Nick Batum, and we're paying out all this money to him and Marvin Williams and MKG Cody and all this. And, and it kills me because they are only bad deals because the players are not playing up to to what to expectations. Yeah. But at the time, 
each and every one of those players, they all took discounts yeah, to for their current contracts. They all took this. So at the time of that sign, and I think we said this last week, every contract was a good contract at the time. The Golden State Warriors were wanting Nick Batum last year. Dallas Mavericks. Dallas was wanting, and he was going to get max had he left. Right. And he chose to stay here for less. So, yeah, it's it, it sucks. It's revisionist history, but it only sucks because the player isn't living Look, up man, to expectations. I, I, I want to say this one last thing, though, when it comes to, like, the Hornets in general. Like, I went on this rant last week, and my catchphrase last week was, sometimes things just don't work out. That I, I swear to God, that is the moniker for this franchise, man. <laughs> sometimes things man. just don't work out, <laughs> man. It's, it's, sometimes it's not even anybody's fault, per se. It's just... It's, it's just yeah, the, we don't know what makes Nick Batum tick, and we don't, man. And there's nothing management can do about that. Yeah. Quick, you, you remember there was a, a Craigslist post. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, with the Nick Batum for sale. Oh, and man, the trash curb. I bet you the Hornets had that removed. And, that and, was and hilarious. And that goes back to Jamal's comment. I know a lot of these players, they, 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 a lot of players aren't on social media because, man, sometimes we can be insensitive. It's too much. But yeah. there is no way whatsoever that Nick Batum is waking up and going to work every day and not seeing yeah. some of the stuff that is right. best. I, I know, like, okay, Kimba is by far one of the best teammates you could possibly have in all sports from what we've seen. Right. But – you would not be able to sit here and tell me with a straight face that Kim Walker didn't see that craziest post and went home and laughed his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you see this beat? You see this beat? Yo, this is like funny, yo. <laughs> and and, and Kim was brother is very heavy on Twitter. Like, I know they've, laughed, they've yeah. had to laugh about that. <laughs> like, and, and then how do you... Okay, and, and, and again, Jamal's talked about the mental aspect, and I know we're staying on this topic for a while, but Jamal talked about the mental aspect. Put yourself in Nick Matone's shoes. You see that Craigslist post. Right. How do you come to work the next day? How do you come day? to work the next day? And then, right. and, and, and tell, I, I, come work, look, man. I, 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 I come to work like I signed a $120 million contract. <laughs> I do not care. And, and look, man, and, and needless to say, man, some fans forget sometimes that these people are human beings. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. And, but at the same time, man, it's just like, and, and, how, do you not, uh, how do you not feel all that? And, and I'm at a point right now where, okay, Nick just averaged nine points per game, right? Mm. I'm at a point right now where if Nick was to shoot twice as many shots as he, and whatever his number would be, if he stayed at nine points, I would be okay with that, relatively speaking, simply because he's being aggressive. Yeah. How do you see that crazy post and not go out the next game and shoot the ball 30 times? Hey, as soon as I cross the half court, why did Look, I hate, I'm going to go back to this one more time, and I hate to, man. I remember Paul Silas. It's like... It's like you can see the exasperation on his face because he used to tell Boris Diaw, like, we need you to shoot the ball. We do not have any scores on this team. Shoot. True story. True story. I went I went to a Den Bobcats game, and I sat maybe three rows behind the Hornets bench. And this is the, the, the season I hate mentioning, but this is bringing home my point. Boris Diaw, he's 18, like, maybe – 10 feet from the basket, wide open shot, passes the ball. <laughs> Silas calls a timeout. 
<laughs> Porus walks back. Porus, shoot the damn ball! <laughs> I say all that to say, I know they think that about Nick Batum. They, they have to. They I know to. I, I know Borrego has looked at Nick Batum was like, what do we need to do to get you to be more aggressive, man? And it just goes back to that thing again, man. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going to close this out by saying this. <laughs> In two and a half years or two years, when Nick Batum signs with the uh, Spurs, and we see revitalized Nick Batum, <laughs> I'm not saying shit because Pop is, is a genius. But uh, <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna wonder why. We're gonna wonder why. And, and, and that statement, that sentiment, is why I don't want to get rid of Malik Monk. Because you just see the same thing happening. Because <laughs> he will leave and he'll be averaging twenty five points a game, and in two decades from now, he'll be releasing some shoes. With, with the Charlotte Hornet colors in it, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you could have had me. You could have had me. But we'll talk about that later because yeah. I could go about that all day. All right, we're going to jump into our back-to-back winning season segments uh, and, and jump into the Panthers. The schedule was released uh, last, what, Tuesday, Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Yep. And uh, a couple things to take away from it. We have no primetime games. We have a London game this year. Yeah. What are you most excited about with the schedule? The okay. I want to ask a question before we start talking about the schedule. Shoot. Did y'all see the Panthers Twitter account and how they released hey, it? Hey man, look, their Panthers uh, <laughs> uh, media Twitter account. Y'all are a one. There's nobody in the NFL <laughs> better at. Listen, man. Whoever that media person is for the Panthers, <laughs> you are the best in the NFL, hands down, man. Dude, man, that that that, that thing was. It's, a, it's awesome, man. You need to give that person a raise. Yeah. I'm advocating today. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we saw the Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we get that out the way. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't really have too much to. As far as the primetime games, I don't. I, I'm not really gonna have a big stink about the primetime games because even though our record speaks contrary. Um, I don't think we perform too well. The reason why I say that is because I mentioned this last season mm-hmm. in one of the groups that we're in, and somebody came back and was like, actually, our record is pretty good in prime time. And I didn't, I didn't bother to go back and look at all of the games, mm-hmm. but at least I know recently in prime time games, we don't do too good. So no. I'm, I don't care about the whole, oh, my God, we're not playing. I, right. I don't care about that. It's best not to have a spotlight on you. The one thing that, and before I get to my prediction, the one thing that I don't like about the schedule, I don't like the London game. Really, I don't like. I think you're in the minority, but I probably will be. And here's the reason why I understand that the NFL cares about their money and they're trying to globalize and they're trying to bring Mm -hmm. more people. I get that, right? But unlike basketball, football fans, we only get eight games. We only get eight games here in home. So while it's dope that we're going to London or they're they're going to London, I'll be there in spirit. While it's dope that they're (laughs) going to London to play, we go from eight to having only seven games. Here, here, um, home games. Well, but I, but that, that's a technically a tempo, tempo home game. game. Yeah. So. Oh, I didn't know it was no, a tempo, no, no, tempo, tempo, okay. tempo well, game. Well, well, okay. It doesn't affect us this season, right? right going, for, but going forward, you know, whoever the team, whoever the home team is, that fan base loses. Yeah. Uh huh. And we only get to see them eight times a year, right. and it's Tampa. Right. They're not going to the playoffs, so they don't get to see them right. any other time. So right. like they go seven. So. Um, yeah, that, I, that that's my one hangup. And then um, it's a, it's a Sunday game, right? It's, it's, a, it's a Sunday game. Nine thirty a.m. Nine thirty a.m. on a Sunday. 
9.30. Oh, you're going to wake up and watch it. So <laughs> don't even act like, oh, it's too early. Wake up, wake up, watch it. Right. And do my thing by 1 o'clock. Right, right. <laughs> out the street. Now, right. that's cool. That, that's cool. The fact that we're going to have our entire day. But that that's just my one hang-up is because whenever you're the home team, you lose that. Gotcha. You go from just only 8 to 7. Um, This is neither here nor there, but I, I missed out on a, my kind of annual Tampa trip to go see my dad, which is kind of the downfall of that. But that's neither here nor there. As far as the schedule goes and the lack of primetime games, I, I don't care. Um, going to and when I, I mean going to the actual games on primetime nights are a headache. I'm going to sound like Vince now. <laughs> I usually I'm, I'm cool oh, with fighting through traffic and all that other stuff, but a football game primetime is a headache. There's a lack of parking, and if you do park, it's forty dollars. It's fifty dollars. The train is not in close proximity to the stadium. I don't like walking. Hey, now, it won't it won't be like that. Cough, cough. If you move the team to the border, no, keep let, going, Jamal. Let's keep not going. start that conversation. Keep going, Jamal. Please. But but, <laughs> but, but, but anywho, man, like the, the lack of primetime games, man. I, I'm not necessarily going to miss it, man. Our record the last two years is probably not that good in primetime games it's as it is. I'm going to tell you a game that. I'm personally looking forward to on our on, on our schedule. That's not a primetime game, and maybe not even a primetime matchup in most people's eyes. We actually play the Jacksonville Jaguars on October the 6th. I am actually looking forward to that game. And the reason why I always like playing the Jaguars is because we came into the league at the exact same mm-hmm. times. It is always cool to kind of have that peer that, came, that you came into the league with and stack yourself up from that same time period. Now, granted, our record against the Jaguars is pretty. I don't. I don't even remember the last time we even lost to the Jaguars, but it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. But I, I always, I actually went to the Panthers and Jaguars game in 2015. So there's something about that matchup mm-hmm. that I always kind of enjoy because of that reason. So that's one game I'm looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to the London game because there is nothing more cool than waking up at 9 o'clock in the morning knowing that you got football coming on in 30 minutes, man. You can cook your good breakfast. You can just lay on your couch, halfway sleep while your parents are playing. Doesn't get much better than that. I wish I was had enough money to actually go, but I don't. So I'll be in London in spirit, but I'll be on my couch physically and very much looking forward to it, man. The, the game I'm looking forward to is the one versus the Texans because they play my Clemson boys. Hopkins and, uh, and, and Watkins and uh, Carlos Watkins as well. And also, I might go there. My aunt lives in Houston. Okay. And I'm also looking forward to the London game. Uh, I'm, I might try to make that trip. I, I have Bro, one. okay, okay. I, <laughs> I, I want to make the trip. Now, I, I, I guess I did forget something. And I think I forgot it because it goes without saying. Dear Panthers, if y'all don't beat the Falcons this year, I'm going to lose my mind. They play the Falcons a day after my birthday on the 17th. That game is here. I'm sorry. Yes, that game is here. That game is here in Charlotte. I will be in attendance. If y'all lose that game the day after my birthday and let the Falcons beat you again, I may go on the field. Security may need to be called. I am tired of losing to the Falcons. Listen, man. Listen. Y'all, do y'all have those teams like you lose to and it makes you sick, like you don't get over it for a week? Yeah, the yeah, Falcons yeah. are one of those teams, man. Please don't. And let me, and let me push off on that. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed last season, but we played 
the Saints and the Falcons in three of the last four games. Yep, right. And this season, that's not the case. It's not the case. We, not right we, we popcorn between those seasons. Now, now we do get. And I Atlanta, like that better. Yeah, yeah, we do get Atlanta, New Orleans, and back-to-back weeks in in November. Mm-hmm. But then we get a game after the Saints game. We play Atlanta again, and then we get two more games before closing the season out with the Saints. Right. So I don't know if that was a conscious decision by the NFL, but I'm glad we're not playing those guys three games in, uh-huh. a, in a four-week span like we did. Now, we, we do it early in the year, but we're not closing the season up because that was brutal last year. And, was, I know we, and I know we beat the Saints, but we were playing against their practice and it, squad. And it was especially brutal with Cam's injury. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's not we're not closing the season right. out playing those guys three games out of one year. I mean, three games out of four. But um, before we move on, what record predictions? I it, it's funny you say that. I, before I give you a number, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dance around this question. <laughs> before I give you a number, I, I was I had a random conversation with somebody at a bar last night, and he was a Cleveland Browns fan. And I told him, I said, "Hey man, you guys look pretty good. It's very promising this year." He's like, "Hey man, what about y'all?" Every season with the Panthers, I say the same thing. We'll see. I never know what to predict about this yeah. team, man. I, that's just the honest to God truth. There is one year, and I have proof. I have physical proof that I can show you. I predicted the Panthers were going to the Super Bowl in 2015, and I have a screenshot that would prove that. This year, we'll see. Now, with that being said, <laughs> I'm going to give you a number now. Okay. My number is going to if Cam stays healthy. Okay. 10 and 6. Okay, 10 to 6. Roddy, what you got? I know that was a very long answer. No, you're good. You're good. My number is, don't shoot me, 7 to 9. 7 to 9. Okay, okay, that's cool. Okay, I'm going to give you guys kind of a same thing that kind of Jamal did. I looked at the schedule, and I think going into the bye week, I think we were going to look just as good as we did those first six, seven Mm -hmm. games last year. I think I have us in the bye week going uh, 5 to 1, going into the bye week. We're looking at, and and that loss will be that first game against Los Angeles. I think we're going to lose that game. It's the first game of the season. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We're going to go into the bye week 5-1, but then we're going to kind of taper off after. Because we get to that brutal uh, division. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and I think I think we're going to go – I got us at eight or nine wins. Okay. I got us at eight or nine. That's fair. That's fair. Now, I want to say this because – it's kind of too early for these predictions, mm-hmm. and we we know that we acknowledge yeah. that because there's so much that can. We're we're doing this in April. We haven't had a draft yet. You know what I mean. We we haven't our our roster. Nobody's roster is far from set. There's so many ifs. If 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 if, because a big if for me is if we sure up the pass rush. That is the biggest if in my opinion, which we're gonna get to in a second. Yeah 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 yeah. Be- if we do that. This team can win 12 games if we do that. Another if, which is not the biggest, to me in my opinion, is not the biggest of if as the D-line, is the O-line. How well are we going to protect Cam Newton? Yeah. We do those two things. The sky is the limit, but we'll it's see. If. We'll it's see. If, if. All right, the NFL draft is actually on Thursday night. The Panthers are hosting an event on Thursday at 7. Be we, there. We will be there. We hope to meet everybody that's fans. And, and, and we want to interview you and talk to you. So come on out. Uh, 
How you guys feel about the draft? The draft is in Nashville. How you feeling about it? Okay, so to co-sign off of what Jamal just said, I'm feeling the same. I, I don't know if I want them to go D-line or O-line first. I'm leaning towards D-line simply because of the lack of pressure that we got on gotcha. quarterbacks last season. But if they go D or O-line first draft, first of two rounds, I'm okay with that. But I've been seeing a narrative the uh, the last week or so saying that uh, Carolina may take a quarterback in the first one or two rounds. Oh, Here's my deal. Oh, to even have that conversation is hella disrespectful to Cam Newton. I believe. Uh, who cares about? Wait, but who? But who cares about? <laughs> who cares? Who, who cares about the, the, the? Who cares about respect for the MVP? The, the best quarterback you've had yeah, in your right. franchise. Who cares right, about? Man, that? No, it's to some people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how, how long does Cam Newton have on his contract? Think two years. Two, I think. Here's the deal. Two, yeah, two. Um, with with the new contract that Russell Wilson just got, it, it's it's more than a foregone conclusion that Cam Newton will be the highest paid quarterback when his time comes. If I'm Cam Newton. And if Carolina drafts a quarterback in the first two rounds, I am out the effing door. I am really? out the door. Really? I am out the because door. Because I take it another way. I, I'm i kind of, from Cam's perspective, the, the way I see Cam, the way I perceive Cam, I think it will be motivation for Cam. Cam will look at them and be like, oh, really? I don't okay. think Cam doesn't need the motivation. He, he, he gets enough. He doesn't need it, he, but he, I, he may take it as that. But who knows? Now. Will, will, will he take that disrespect and will he go into a shell? No, he's not. I, I don't but, think he's built like that. Yeah, no. no, he's not gonna do that. But if 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 I'm Cam Newton and we need help on the line, we need help on both sides of the ball. Right. We have never had a legitimate wide receiver. As Carolina fans, we talk about the receivers we got, but on the grand scale, we have never had a prime time receiver. Even even with Steve Smith, he got an over the hill Steve Smith. He got an over-the-hill okay. Steve Smith. I get what you're saying. He got an over-the-hill. So, with everything else that we need, if you draft the quarterback on day one, I am out the door. I am out, when, when wow. I am out the door. Strong take. It's kind of extreme. Uh, strong out take. the door. I'm going to say it like this. If, if, if they don't have a winning season within the next two years, I think Cam is out the door regardless. I don't think so. I, 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 I think he is because – to me, that that tells me he's not healthy, and I think Carolina would would, would opt to move on because he's, a, he's 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 unhealthy, and then you got these young receivers, can't really can't get you the ball, and so you would have to move on. But honestly, I I, I don't see him becoming. They won't, I, they won't be able to win because they would have drafted a quarterback. <laughs> but my bad. <laughs> but but also I I um honestly I don't see him becoming the highest paid quarterback. This is a hot take. I don't think he's better than Russell Wilson, and 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 and, and Russell Wilson has won in the playoffs. What Russell Wilson's had a top five defense to go along with those. We, we've had top defenses too. We yeah, top not top five defenses. Top ten. Okay, and 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 and, and they, they they have receivers basically kind of on the same I, level. Look, man, I hate simple arguments, but there's a simple argument with Cam and, and Russell. Russell has a Super Bowl, Cam doesn't. And that's it. it. That's it. And as soon and as soon as Russell should have too. And as soon as leaving like that. As soon because he should have gave it to that all pro running back in the back. Which Cam has never had. Which Cam has never had. But we had a discussion the other day. As soon as Cam Newton gets a Super Bowl, if he's fortunate enough to do so, he becomes the same, if not better. 
quarterback than Russell. And I say that because of his stats. It is after Russell Wilson got his contract last week, ESPN posted a graphic about his hit with his stats. And I think first seven years in the league, um, I think Russell Wilson is top three in passing touchdowns as well as rushing yards for a quarterback. But when you put those numbers beside Cam Newton, they're, they're literally the exact same. They're, I got you. I got but, you. But and even with their numbers being the same, it is almost universally accepted throughout the NFL that Russell Wilson is the better quarterback. I mean, but, let, me tell you, let me tell you how polarizing Cam Newton is. We were supposed to have a talk about the draft, and what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so easy. It's so I mean, easy. I mean, he, he's, he's the same. I hate to say he's the center of the Panthers, Panthers universe. He, no, he really and, is. And, and, it sounds and, extreme, and, but it's the truth. And, and, and everything revolves around okay, getting this guy help, and ultimately the defense helps the offense. Right. And so it all revolves around him. Speaking of defense, now as far as you know, taking it back to the Panthers draft and, and draft needs versus BPA, um, CBS Sports has a they, they they have a list, and this is a list of possible draft targets for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. There's 10 of these. I'm going to run off these real quick. Edge rusher, Montez Sweat. Defensive line, Rashawn Gary. Edge rusher, Brian Burns for the almighty Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> Edge rusher, uh, Cleveland Flair from Clemson. Uh, <laughs> offensive tackle, Andre Dillard, Washington State. Offensive line, Jonah Williams. Offensive line, Cody Ford. D-tackle, Christian Wilkins. Clemson. Cornerback, Byron Murphy. Defensive tackle, Dexter Lawrence. Speaks to my point. You either protect. This has to be a draft where you have to address protecting Cam Newton, or you have to get to the opposing yeah. team's quarterback. If you look at those possible, and before, and even with the line that we had last year, before Cam Newton um, showed signs that he was hurt, I don't really remember him getting hit that much behind the line. I think he was still was able to uh, get the ball off like he wanted to, even though his arm was messed up and he was mm -hmm. thrown in the dirt. Yeah, until T.J. Watt ended the season. But, yeah. And but I think that strengthens the argument that you have to go defensive line yeah. first um, and then come back and go offensive line. Yeah, I agree. But if they, totally take, agree. If they take a quarterback um, – even, even if you to, – to me, if you take a quarterback in the first three rounds, you, 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 you build your roster off the first three rounds. And, and, and to, to me, I, I, I understand you take a quarterback in the fourth or fifth round, but those first three rounds, you need to build your team. You let a but, whole lot of veterans. But here's the, how how okay how I old totally is agree with that. how old is Cam Newton? Cam Newton is about thirty. He's about he's 30. thirty. So with him now now keep in mind, um, your boy uh, Tom Brady is is fifty seven years old. Okay, he's, <laughs> and he's, so so you so using that as a measuring stick, if you protect Cam Newton. He still has another, I, I'll be realistic and say seven years of football left. Realistically. So if you draft a quarterback on day one, you're, you're, you're taking a pretty doggone good player and you're sitting him on the bench for, for half a decade plus. True. That, and that's kind of how I'm looking at it. So, that is a good point. So, However, I, I'm, I'm glad you spoke to that. God forbid this team drafts Will Greer within the first three rounds. Listen, man. It's the favorite I, listen, man. man. We're all caring about Panthers fans, but we all know there's a part of this fan base, boy. When, when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to talk about Cam Newton, man, it's like every opportunity to be negative, they will take it. Lord forbid we take Will Greer. Oh, my God. Listen, you want to talk about distraction. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something very bold. 
that nobody else is going to say. This is going to sound like this. I'm going to sound like a lunatic. We draft Will Greer. It would be more of a distraction if we would have got Colin Kaepernick. Ooh. Yes, I said it. I said it. I said it on Easter Sunday. I said it. <laughs> yes. I, I, it would I, see, be that. I, I, I see what you mean. I, I if see we it. draft Will Greer within the first three rounds, it would be that big of a distraction. It, locally. At least locally. locally. I'll clean it up a little bit. At least locally in Charlotte. Maybe He's not so much Charlotte nationally. Too. He's from the Exactly. Area Maybe not so much nationally. I'll clean it up a little bit. So. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, most yeah. polarizing player in the yeah. league. Yeah, I said it. All right. Uh, so, um, yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. The MLS is 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 I Charlotte, and, and Tepper has been having conversations with them. Uh, recently, they had their league meetings uh, last week, and they're adding. They're looking to add the thirtieth, twenty ninth, thirtieth franchise, and Charlotte has basically come up as a leader. Uh, how are we feeling about that? Are, are, are we excited? Are we? Sad because MLB is not coming, or what, what do we do? Let me let me go first with this, man. <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I feel a couple of ways about this. I, I'm pro MLB guy. I, I want MLB before soccer, and I know I'm probably in the minority. You know, majority. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're in the majority. It, you know, MLS is the it's it's younger, it's more trendy, it's it's trending upward. You know what I mean? And and and, and I get it, man. But uh, again. I prefer MLB, but as far as MLS coming to Charlotte, man, I, it, it it looks more likely every time you read about it. Every time you read about it, it looks more and more of, of a real possibility, man. And and you know, and, and if and if and if I think I know David Tepper like everybody else does, man, he's gonna really aggressively pursue this thing, man. And 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 I think he wants that younger crowd. He 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 wants. One thing we all love about David Tepper, he wants to build Charlotte's profile nationally. Yeah. And the MLS coming to Charlotte is a perfect way to do that, man. Even though I'm still holding out hope that a baseball team <laughs> and my stadium will be built in Valentine like I think it should be. But <laughs> I digress. Um, again, there's, a, there's a few things that came to my mind when, when, I, when I saw this. I first seen it on Twitter. And um, the lady who posted the Twitter, she she put in a tweet that um, Tepper was one of was was the richest owner in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know he had yeah. gonads like that. Yeah. Like te- te- yeah. so so, and, and that's neither here or there. But I just Ooh. wanted to throw that out there that you know we. Well, Word has it, he has real steel gonads on his desk. Really? Yeah. yeah. Who, who knows? The, the, the legend of David Tepper grows. Literally, but. It, it makes me wonder what was the dynamic that he had because he was co-owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. So what was the dynamic that they had in Pittsburgh? Because with all the things that he's doing here, like, may, is, is Pittsburgh that great of a city? Are they doing some of the same stuff up there? Um, go ahead. Let me speak to that. I let me just say I don't think so. I, I think it's needless to say Pittsburgh is probably not just built like Charlotte. And I think they're I. I Again, man, I'm just kind of going off what I believe, but I just believe that is. I think David Tepper's role is obviously different here. It's obvious because yeah, the owner, yeah, the with, with the Steelers, he 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 was a voice, but he wasn't head honcho in charge, and probably handicapped him as far as implementing some of his ideas to to put in Pittsburgh. He's in Charlotte. He's the man, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking David Tepper's like, 
yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, right, right, right. Like, I finally get to. I, I, it was probably one of those situations where he had all these ideas in his head, but because of him not being the name, so yeah. to speak, in in Pittsburgh, and coming from that now being the guy, he's like, I got so many things I can do now, so yeah. many things I want to do that I that I can do, and you know, Charlotte, the 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 the. Um, What's the word I'm looking for, man? The the, the dynamic of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We're getting younger. Twenty seven people are moving here per day. One of the fastest growing cities in Charlotte, man. So it's just like he has the perfect canvas to implement all these great new young ideas that he has, man. So. Yeah, and and in regards to uh, Major League Soccer being more of a, more of a conversation, I really don't have anything on that other than what I've said in the previous weeks. But I just, I mean, I just, I think it's a good thing. I, I think. It will serve the uh, the city and the county better than MLB because of stuff like Jamal said, typically because they have a younger crowd. Gotcha. So the crowd will grow with it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, once again, kudos. Kudos to David Tepper. He's, he's doing all of these things that, that look very elementary, mm. but we didn't get yeah, from the previous yeah. owner. So, Quick question. So are, are, MLS comes going to the games? I, I would. Most certainly. Wait, I'm I'm going I'm I'm going to the games more so experience supporting the culture so gotcha. but now here's, right. here's here's the deal. I tried watching soccer back in the day. And if you watch it like one of the good things about soccer, you can actually learn the game simply by yeah. watching mm-hmm. the game. You don't really have to look it up. Um it's confusing as hell, but the more you watch it you'll 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 learn it. But there's something that just keeps fighting with me when I see a bunch of guys running up and down the field for <laughs> for 90 minutes and you only score like three points. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, why did, why did it matter? So like, I, I, and I know the purists will probably be looking at me and they're ready to chop my head off. Yeah. But, and, yeah. I mean, and like, they actually celebrate how many times they took a shot and scored. <laughs> and like, it, it's like, like you, you'll see a stat that like, and my bad, I'm going to let you know. You, you, you'll you see a it. stat, it'll say something like, okay, the score is 2-1, but one team has been celebrated because they took 30 shots on, on goal. Okay, so you just went two for 30. <laughs> we're, we're celebrating that? Like, we're, 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 Vince, let me tell you, let me tell you what you sound like. <laughs> Vince, you sound like, Okay, you know how you like have basketball conversations and somebody's like, Man, how come Michael Jordan can't go get LeBron? That's how you sound this <laughs> <laughs> And it's okay, man. And I'm gonna speak to your point. Like, if to answer your question, I would go as a casual fan. I'm not gonna break my neck to go to every single game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I'm not gonna look at the schedule and be like, oh man, I gotta hurry to get off work so I can go to this MLS game. I'm gonna be a casual fan, man. And, and that's perfectly fine. Long as you tag yourself as a casual <laughs> fan. You can't be like Vince and be at the game and be like, man, how come they going two for 30? Because the soccer parents are going to look at you like, why are you here? I understand the defense. I understand the defense. <laughs> man, this, this is how Vince sounds. Man, how come Kim just don't shoot every time they come in the Wait, wait, wait. wait. We, don't, we, don't, we don't celebrate bad shoot like, 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 okay, with Kobe Bryant. Remember Kobe Bryant's final game? He put up like 60 points, right? But it took, it, it took up like 100 shots. We don't celebrate. We, we celebrate the points. 
but we don't celebrate him jacking up the shots to get it. I'm not even gonna pretend <laughs> like I know anything about soccer, but I know how <laughs> much of casual fans sound like. I'm just saying, bro. I, I didn't, can, can we increase those? I, I, I look, man. There's one soccer dude that's gonna watch this today and be like, man, what is this dude talking about, man? Like, y'all don't know nothing about soccer. Hey, we man. don't know anything about soccer. Hey, I, I, man, look, 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 look. The, the International Cup is in July at Bank of America Stadium. I propose a field trip, and, and we're gonna have a conversation with as, a, as a learning opportunity. As a learning opportunity. opportunity. Like, we're trying to enter your world. Yeah, right, right. right. Teach us something. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. Right. We're gonna move on uh, to our culture segment. Uh, on a little more serious note, um, a lot more serious. A lot right? more serious yeah. note. There was a uh, CMPD involved shooting at Burger King on. Uh, Bandy's Four Road uh, on the 25th of March involving the young man Danquarius Franklin. Uh, he tragically passed away. Uh, and there was some controversy with the release tapes. Uh, and you guys want to kind of talk about your feelings I, on that? I'll, I'll, I'll go first because it's, it's the neighborhood that I know and love. It's the neighborhood I grew up in. I've been in that Burger King I don't know how many times after West Charlotte football games and just in general, man. So this is near and dear to my heart, and this is very, and this is literally and figuratively close to me, man. I, I have so many feelings about this, and at the end of the day, it's another African American man killed by the police for whatever reason. I'm gonna say something that may be unpopular, and man, people may not like it, but I just believe it has to be said, and I do have more to say. So just don't take this statement and run with it, man. I have to say this, man. One of the first things I thought was, why are you in Burger King with a gun? Like, for what reason did you have to go to Burger King with a gun? And for whatever reason, people saw that gun. For the, the rumor is, we, we, you know, this is unsubstantiated. We don't know for sure. But the rumor is he had a girlfriend who was messing with another guy. And, and he went in there with a gun for whatever reason. And I have to ask again. Was that a good reason to go into Burger King with the gun? You you are a black man in a black neighborhood going into a public place with a gun. Either way, you have got to know it is not going to end in a good situation. Now, moving on from that statement and, and to talk about the actual event that took place. The video was posted, as we all know. I watched the video... And I kind of, I'm mad at myself watching the video because it is highly disturbing. It's a highly disturbing video that I kind of wish I wouldn't have watched. But at the same time, to understand the context of the story, it was probably necessary as, as well. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, from, from, a, from, from a black man's perspective, man, it's, it's, I just don't understand why police, my authorities, always have the biggest issue with de-escalating tense issues with African-American males. Not to say that Mr. Franklin was 100% um, you know, innocent in all this, but the question, this is also another question that has to be asked. Why is it always so tough to de-escalate situations with us and police authority? It's a we, we've seen so many examples and so many times of white males who have weapons, who have done way worse things 
who have been taken to Burger King after they've done them, who have been taken alive. There's another story that, and, and I don't even care about the entire details at the moment, but there's another story of another white male shooting seven policemen and being taken alive. Killing two of them. Killing two of them. Now we have Aquarius Franklin, and people can debate this all day long. To me, it you know it, it, maybe it hardly matters. We all heard him say, "But you told me to." But you told me to put the gun down. If you look at the video, whatever your eyes see, because I don't know if people may be in denial, people may see a different something different. It appears he is trying to put the gun down. One thing that I have been thinking about this entire week, again, he put himself in that position, but at the same time, I cannot imagine the fear going through his, the, the fear he had with a gun being pointed at him yep. and you looking at the gun at you and you're trying to do the right thing. It, it's easy for anybody to say, man, how come he just didn't put the gun down? He was trying to put the gun down. You're in a situation where you just can't move. I, let me say this. I want to tell everybody this. I have had a gun pointed at me by the police before. It is not a pleasant experience. You don't know what to do. I'm lucky to be sitting here today to talk about it. I don't know what could have happened on the plaza back in 1995 because I remember it. It's another situation where it's something we got to talk um, about when I ended there, man. I, I, honestly, I honestly don't know what to say about this situation, but one of my biggest frustrations with the narrative of this situation right now is that this country has gotten so used to to African-American men being gunned down and killed by the police that the reaction isn't even the same anymore. It, 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 you feel like, I don't mean to cut you off. You feel like we're numb? Yeah, I feel like we've gotten numb and we've gotten desensitized to it. Right. When, when, when Trayvon Martin and when Michael Brown was killed, was killed all those years ago, I mean, we, we were pissed. We were pissed the hell off. And, you know, some of us demonstrated and some of us on Facebook and y'all, y'all, y'all. And some of us were talking to, uh, you know, city councils. And now it's like we see it and we, we take two seconds to kind of like take a deep breath and we just put our heads out. And then we, we just we, we move mm -hmm. like the right. energy isn't the same. It's like and the energy has been sucked out it's, of us. And, and, right. and the, re the response is go talk to the politician, because just last year. Uh, when, when you know during the voting and all that, we're always told to go vote for people who share your interests because it's going to be those who 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 fight for it for your interests. But um, to kind of get off subject, we have the RNC coming here next month, and that was a perfect opportunity for the mayor to take a stand and say no, and she chose not to, for lack of better words. So. As far as him, and, showing, and let's be clear, there's some members of city council who, who share in the yeah. no, who also sharing the blame of that as well. Okay. So yeah, and and especially here in Charlotte, I don't even feel like we can go and talk to the politicians here because it's like they don't even. If, if you guys have watched some of the videos of the police chief as well as the mayor, the, the mayor spoke as if she didn't even know what was going on. The police chief, and, and I'm, I'm trying not to say their names, but the police chief, he, he's, he constantly speaks of transparency, 
but we constantly don't get transparency. transparency. And it is it is painfully obvious in his voice that he does not care about the people that he is supposedly sworn to protect. His job is to protect those officers. And that is what I see every time I watch or hear a soundbite from him. And look, and if nobody else is going to say it, it's incredibly frustrating that a black man was doing it. There is because a black man. Agreed. Right. And, and, and another big thing to me is, this, 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 is, this is what makes me upset. The news, the, the people that deserve it requested this video come out. And this goes into the transparency piece with the police department. They requested the full video come out. Right. They only released like, three minutes. Right. Yeah. Where's your transparency? In where, where, where's your Where's your transparency? Because there was a full thirteen minutes of the yeah. video, 12, 13 minutes of the video. So it, this goes back to all the way to the was the Jonathan Farrell situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you you implemented the cops and barbers. You implemented you you, you implemented these 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 different programs w- within the community where you're speaking with the people. So for you to come back and not release the 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 the, the documents that the court requested, told you to release, you were supposed to release, it's, it's, it's setting you back. Like, 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 like how, is, how, how, how am I as a citizen to trust you right. to be transparent right. when you don't release the full video? And, and, and let, me, let me add to something you said about all these programs that they released that they, to, to connect with the community. Me, personally, I don't care for none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you coming in my neighborhood smiling at me each and every single day saying, hey, we are good people. When, when, and then on Tuesday, you go out and kill someone unjustly, get paid that administrative leave, and then get back paid when you, when you come back. When, 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 I, when I see this story on social media, and I see so many people saying that, that um, these officers need training. They, they need to be taught de-escalation techniques. No, they don't need they don't need more training. They don't need this because they have proven, like Jamal said, time after time again, they have proven um, a great level of restraint when in, other they, scenarios. When, in, in different scenarios. And <clears throat> there's a situation in I want to say May. This happened about two years ago. There was a there was an armed man, armed white man with a gun, and there was a police officer who was a former Marine. And this armed white man, I don't think he had a gun, I think he had a knife. And he was charging the police officer and he, he was saying that you're gonna have to kill me. You're gonna have to kill me. The police officer was backpedaling. He said, I don't wanna shoot your brother, I don't wanna kill you. He fell to the ground. Um, I can't remember how the situation ended, but um, it was de-escalated. The guy, the guy went to jail. The officer didn't kill him any of that good stuff. Uh, now, unfortunately, that police officer actually got fired for not shooting that individual. So, another conversation. But in so many situations, police officers have shown the necessary restraint. To, to take an, an, an armed individual alive. So when I hear that, that de-escalation technique and that additional training, um, that's BS. That's yeah. BS. And one last thing I kind of want to put out, um, I have friends who are cops. Mm-hmm. I have family who are in law enforcement. One thing that I have yet to see, I have yet to see other officers calling out. Other officers. These, these bad apps. And if you're an officer who, who does good, and I, there's some good cops out there, mm. if you're doing what you're supposed to do, but you are not calling out, 
your 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 fellow brothers and sisters or boys or however you want to say that, you're just as complicit as far as I'm concerned. And um I'm just I'm just frustrated. And I got one more I'm thing. just tired. I got one more thing. Is, isn't North Carolina open carry state? It's a, and it's I, thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's an it, open carry. It's an open. Now, I don't even agree with open carry. Um, I actually just took a gun class about mm-hmm. a month ago, and the instructor went into great detail what it means to be an open. We need to get rid of that. We, open carry literally means you go to the gun store and you buy you a gun. You have no gun training. Like, we, we need to get, there, there's no certification, none of that. You don't have to go to the gun range and, and, and learn how to shoot and handle your holster. Like, we need to get rid of open carry. Look, I, I'll be very candid about this. This is not even the topic I want to spend a bunch of time on. Yeah. I'm so over it and so frustrated and so, it's ang- and so angry about it. The, the last thing I want to say about this is the same people who will wave the Constitution in your face and, and the right to bear arms. Those will be the same people who will tell you, well, why do you have a gun? It, it, it holds no weight. Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sick of it, man. Yeah, I mean, and um, once again, I mean, we're, we're, we're beating a dead horse. We're all three African-American men. We we have somehow, way figured out how to successfully navigate the... Um, Let me repeat, and I've had a gun pointed at yeah, the same. before. Yeah, um, So... Congratulations on making it this <laughs> right. far, right. but I mean, it's like I honestly, like honestly, what 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 do we what what do we do? I mean, do we jump into politics or or I mean, do we become activists? Like, what do we do? The only thing we can do is what we're doing now. Talk about it, and put it, it out there, and, that's it. and hope and influence the next generation. Yeah. Hope to change. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, legendary Charlatine, uh TJ Ready passed away. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on his passing? I'll, I'll take the reins on this because this is a topic I wanted to discuss. Okay, so before last week, mm-hmm. I had no idea who TJ Reedy was. Um, I seen a post by one of the media outlets here in Charlotte, and I went and did some research, and apparently TJ Reddy was a part of what they call the Charlotte Three. Mm-hmm. Now, are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with the Lazy Five Ranch. Okay, yeah, so oh. apparently they wanted, they wanted to ride horses or something. Right, a little bit of background. I'm going to let you go, but I'll, I'll, okay. to, I'll take so the picture, So, from what I've learned, they wanted to ride horses. Right. They were told no. Right. So, allegedly, they came back, Burned and they killed... Right X amount of horses and burning. And word is they burned the ranch down, but yeah. yeah. And because of that, the three of them got sentenced to jail, and there was this huge uprising, and everyone was like BS, BS, BS. And in nineteen seventy-two or four, something, the the then was it governor? Oh, 1979. It was nineteen seventy-nine. Uh, Martin, um, I think. No, it was Jim Hunt. Hunt. Jim Hunt. He commuted all three sentences because I guess they were like falsely accused. And um, T.J. Reddy, at the end of the day, he, he was a poet, he was an artist, he was an activist. Right. And apparently, he, he, he did a lot of good for the community. The biggest reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I wanted to highlight how I am sick and tired of learning about so many impactful African Americans. After they die. After. after they die. Right. After they die. Right. And I don't know how we, we can go about finding out who else has done what in the community, in the, in, in the country, but I'm just so tired of scrolling, and it's like Charlotte's first ever black 
representative died. Right. It's like, damn, why didn't right. I know this before he right. died? Right. And, and that's the big, I just want to bring <clears throat> some, some light today. No, and honestly, Vince, you, you stole all my thunder, man. <laughs> so it's kind of tough for me to follow that. But because my first thought when you brought this conversation up was there are so many people, there are way too many people who didn't know about him. Again, I'm going to repeat a lot of the same things yeah. you said because you stole a lot of my thunder, which is which is fine, man. But I I, I actually had the pleasure of meeting him one time, uh, uh, probably over ten years ago at the Harvey Gas Center, man. And and the the thing that always the the, the thing that kind of aggravated me about the way people describe him, people describe him as a radical. He he was a radical yeah. activist. He was radical, 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 radical. Look, by definition, if he was a radical, we need more radicals because he 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 was one of the very and we you have to take into effect the time period at 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 the event with the lazy five rants and yeah and again we were way too young to even remember or or we we didn't live it but at the time all this was going on you got to understand Charlotte was looked at as this kind of progressive new yeah. south city yeah. at the time that all of this happened but you still had a segment of the population, mainly black folks, who did not feel that was the case. TJ Reddy was one of those people who were telling everybody, it's not as progressive as you think it is. Man, it's funny how history repeats itself. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But to wrap this all up, man, I don't want to, I, I can talk about this a, a long time and I won't, but way too many people who did not know about TJ Reddy, his impact in the city. And even and I and I this last thing I'll say he 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 does leave a very long lasting legacy with his with 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 his artwork and his 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 impact in the art community. As y'all know, I have a ton of friends and a ton of peers who are in the same art community who know who, who knows who TJ Reddy is. They can tell you um, his, his impact and what it means to them. So rest in peace. And I again, I wish more people knew who he was. My so. condolences to your family. Rest in peace. Okay. Uh, much yeah. love. Same. Alright. Is this familiar? I'm gonna take my horse down the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. horses in the back. Alright, let's get into this. So, there was a. Basically, is this a country song or is this a hip hop song? Is this a debate, debate going on? Davey said the song is fucking trash. <laughs> what are your thoughts and opinions? I don't even know why I asked y'all to let's talk about it. I just know, I know it's a topic. I, I don't like you right now, man. <laughs> um, so here's my thoughts on the song. Okay, I don't, I don't like the backstory of how this, now, now the song was actually done as a joke. The kid was born, yeah, the kid was born one day, he was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this country song right now. And, what a shock. And, why did I even want to speak about this? Because it's, it's having it's having a huge impact on every and like I'm seeing a lot of country fans completely trash this song, and I think it's funny because as a the, the hip hop community, we, we are so welcoming of so much bullcrap of so much trash when it comes musically. And I think looking at all these and, and now you Hey got breaking people. news one time me and Roger. <laughs> Y'all look like musically yeah. huh? <laughs> but here's the deal. When when I first heard, heard the song, I didn't like it. And I don't I can't even tell you why I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. 
but I've listened to it a few times. There's a video on Twitter. There was there was a there's an HBCU. I want I want to say Alabama. They 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 did. They're outside rocking to it. They're jamming yeah. to it. The song is catchy. It is. The song is catchy, and the, the video is catchy too. That goes with the yeah, song. Yeah, it's, it's catchy like a commercial. Joke. <laughs> oh my god. I, and, I, I, now, now here, here, here's my deal. Initially, when 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 the song came out and they hit the the country music charts, they took it out because they said it didn't qualify as a country song. But then he went and they got Billy Ray Cyrus to do the remix, and that was a country song. So, what about how, how adding him? How, what what happened that made that a country song? All Let's of start a sudden? the mayonnaise in the pot. Um, <laughs> wow! Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, I, it, I like the song. I, I, I like some. It's something different. Yeah, something we've never heard before. The kid is having fun. He's not gonna be around in six months. It, it's, it's, it's something fun. Like if, if it was like if it was like a Takashi, I'd been upset. Like no, get this crap off the radio. But I mean, the, the kid is having. Fun. And we've had crossovers before. That's what I'm saying. We've we had multiple, and and we there, there's actually I think one or two African American legit country music singers. Rucker, and and Rucker. within within country music, I mean they're huge, but I can't tell you who they are right now. There's there's another one other than Rucker. So for somebody to actually commercialize it and, and actually bridge that gap, I'm loving this right now, bro. I'm it's loving cool. this. I, I love it. I'm I love loving it. this right I now. Love I need McDonald's. I'm Put us it. all up on the country tire. We, we, we excelling everything. I love Put us all it. on it. Come on, sir. Let me say your piece, sir. Are y'all done? Come on, hip hop, sir. Are y'all done? Let's go. Okay. Let's go. First and foremost, <laughs> number one, change your name immediately. It is a disrespect to Nas to have Nas in your name. Change, that, that is a disrespect to hip hop for this trash dude <laughs> to have Nas as a part of his stage name. Change your name immediately. That's number one. Number two, man, I'm getting sick and tired of people getting raked over the coals for just stating their opinion. Davies was 1,000% correct. That song is absolute. Trash. And why are people mad at Davies for telling the truth? You're messing up. Man, you're messing up our problems. <laughs> you know, wait, wait, and, and, and here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm a Davies fan. But you know you know why I'm upset at Davies for, for trashing this song? Because there's video of Davies singing the song. I didn't know that. In support. I didn't know that. In support. That, that changes my opinion. <laughs> state 
of hip hop and music. Damn it, I said it. Yes. Oh man. I am <laughs> look, man. I, I just I want I'm not even gonna talk about hip hop. I'm I'm gonna keep it short because I, I could go on about this all day. I want music to go back to a place where we don't have to rely on damn commercial jingles for it to be successful, man. I want people who actually have talent to be seen and heard again. Not somebody who was sitting in their damn room and recorded a damn Instagram video. It's like, oh man, I got this, I got this country hip hop jingle that I'm gonna. I'm sick of it, man. You know when what? are we gonna start promoting talent again? But for that same reason is why I love it because, in my opinion, rap hip hop is the most disrespected musical genre out there and to see somebody else do to another genre what has happened to hip-hop over the last 20 years oh, okay, okay, i man. am worried. okay I, I get that man it's all fun and games until this little joker gets nominated for a grammy it, it's all fun and games i don't watch the grammy i don't care uh, but I, 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 the point I'm trying to make is <laughs> when stuff uh, look man, <laughs> the, the, the point i'm trying to get at when when stuff like that starts getting taken seriously and guys like Davies and guys who are really truly perfected at craft start getting ignored. It ain't so fun no more because now we're gonna have now we're gonna have the male version of Cardi B. Why is he still around? <laughs> I digress. I don't want Little Nas, whatever his name is. Ten years from now, we sitting here like, man, Little Nas came out with uh, no. No, man, I'm sick and tired of untalented people being made famous. I'm sick of it. That song is trash, and Dave East was right. Cardi B does have a talent. What? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> She'll take you home. <laughs> Get your drunk around. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, hey, guys, we're going to move into our shout-out segment. <laughs> you want to get your first Yeah, I'm going to get my first shout-out. Let me shout-out to the NBA playoffs. LeBron James isn't in it. The ratings are down 30%. But God dang it, these are some good playoffs. Some good series. I, 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 I love the, 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 the Sixers and the Nets beefing. I love the Westbrook versus Leonard narrative. I, I just love the whole playoffs. Can I, can, I, can I say why I love it for this reason? I love the fact that I can go on Facebook <laughs> and I don't see any LeBron James talk. <laughs> it is wonderful. It is, it is so wonderful. It is. To, it, the LeBron fanboys have nowhere to no, go. No, it, it, and it's deeper than LeBron. It, the, the, the Laker fans, the Cavs fans, and the Heat fans are all oh, gone. There. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful it thing to see, man. It's like, it's like real basketball fans have their discussions. It's, it's like, so pure. It's so pure. Like, I don't give a damn about those ratings being down 30%, man. It's like real basketball fans can discuss other things other than LeBron and the Lakers, and it is a beautiful it thing. It is absolutely beautiful. Thing. That is my shout-out. And also... Uh, have a productive week coming from Rodney. All right. Okay, so um, my shout-out is going to go out to the people. Um, so it's 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 what people are starting to call now uh, the free agency of college basketball. And basically what that means is um, you got players deciding whether or not they are, they're going to go pro, or you got a lot of players deciding whether or not they're going to transfer. And obviously now we're in, the, we're in the age of the one and does, and you know Zion Williamson just uh, declared that he's going to go to the NBA, which I a billion percent support. My shout out goes out to all those people who get upset when the kid decides to go pro because he because they want him to stay in school. Shout it out! Shout it out! Here's my deal: if I break my leg. 
I can't play basketball for another year, year and a half, depending right. on, depending on you know my my situation. If I break my leg and my right toe and my pinky finger and I go deaf in my right ear, <laughs> I can still go to school. If I'm forty years old, I can't play in the NBA. If I'm seventy three, I can still go to school. So. What I don't understand from, from, from this demographic of people is why do you get so upset when these players decide to, to, to pursue their lifelong dream yeah. of going to the NBA? But at the same time, you, you, you force them to go to school with their hand tied behind their back. There's a kid who was a kicker. We talked about yeah. this. At, at, uh, uh, was it UCF or USL? UCF. It was at UCF in uh, Central Florida. And he had a YouTube channel that he had been running since he was a kid in high school. And once he got into college, he got to a point to where he was able to uh, monetize mm -hmm. the channel. And the NCAA stepped in and it was like, hey, you either get rid of this channel or you give up playing football. And he ended up, and he gave up football so he can keep his channel going. Don't blame one bit. But, but here's the deal. If the three of us go to school right now on academic full-ride scholarships and we start making money off of this channel, Nobody bashing out. Nobody bashing out. Right, no but 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 we hold these athletes to to whatever higher standard. So shut up. Like I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even gonna try and go on some like just shut up because it's dumb as hell. It's 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 dumb. I'm and, and, and here's what kills me. You, we see these memes all the time where some guy gets a some guy gets his college degree at the age of sixty. And, and, and the response behind it, it's never too old. It's never too late. You can go to school. Right. You can go to school at 60. You can buy that house at 40. It's never too late to, to, to do whatever. Right. So, so why do we get upset when these 18-year-old when, when these kids say, hey, you know what? Let me go make $7 million a year. You know what I'm saying? Why, why do we get upset at that? You know? Selfishness. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Selfishness. Um, my shout out goes to some some of my some of my friends in the I guess the arts community or people who throw different events, but whatever. Some some names I'll throw out. Uh, shout out to Blues who who is uh, our our Charlotte Hornets hype man. So uh, Blues, thank you for the shout out you gave me last night, man. Those words are very encouraging. Uh, shout out to Jay Attic, Shout out to Lonnie. Shout out to Ja Freedom. All these people, if you don't know who they are, please search them on social media. They throw some very dope events that I don't think enough people will know about. So I just want to specifically shout out these people in the community who are providing Charlotte with an alternative to maybe the basic nightlife Charlotte has, in my opinion. But again, you know, <laughs> shut up, Roger. <Reggie. laughs> but shout out to those people. And again, shout out to people who have liked the page, who have shared the page, who have, who have subscribed to the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so, please do that now. Shout out to y'all. All right. And thank you guys for watching Under Construction. Have a successful week. Shout out to the single mothers. <laughs> Brothers out here looking. Hey! Hey! Please cut that out. Please hey, cut that out. Every time you drop me stepdaddies, man. <laughs> <laughs>